ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, we are here. It's almost a new year for the podcast. Working on almost year two, the end of year one. We got big things to talk about. We are on not only finale of the NFL season, we are working on what we like to call our road to WrestleMania. I know these guys are happy. Uh, Scotty, we're sorry this week. You've, you've been outvoted. We're talking some wrestling. We're talking some Vince McMahon. We're talking about all things and maybe some other things. So before we get going, let's talk Powell Weathers passing. Apollo uh, Creed, my favorite Rocky villain out of all the Rocky villains. I, the, uh, Rocky II is one of my favorite sports movies of all time. The ending, fantastic. Yo, Adrian, I did it. Powell uh, Weathers, fantastic, fantastic, fantastic in that. Um, Chubbs from uh, Happy Gilmore. Uh, most recently, Brad, Mandalorian. Kyle uh, Weathers was supposed to come to a Comic-Con in Boston recently, and he, mm. uh, I, believe, I believe his last post, social media-wise, was saying that he couldn't make it whatever reason so uh tom deep little quick uh deep dive on kyle weathers did you do you know have they announced why he passed they all i've said is that he died peacefully in his sleep oh wow okay all right yeah. what a loss though um predator right he was in predator also yeah. oh yeah dylan i mean that was, that was dylan. huge you know dylan you son of a bitch yeah it's uh yeah, well, I mean, and I don't know if anybody read the quote about what John Madden said about years ago. Uh, John Madden, when he played for the Raiders, Andy, that should hit you right there. I believe he played in 1970, 1971, and he said, uh, and I quote, you're too sensitive. Wow. Yeah. Uh, war number 49 for the Raiders. Somewhere in my plethora of collection, I believe I have a Kyle Weathers Raiders card that – uh. I don't know how I got it, but I must have bought it Man. somewhere and held on to it. Uh, yeah, what a loss for uh, our age demographic. Um, you know, Stallone uh, put out a really sentimental post. I don't know if you guys saw it. Uh, Sorry, with, yeah. sentimental. Yeah, the last time they were together um, on set was that, um, you know, you owe me one favor, and it was that last, you know, fight that they had where – where it went off camera at the end of, I believe, Rocky Three, where uh, that happened. So, uh, yeah, what a loss. So, uh, you guys want to add anything about Kyle Weathers before we move on to uh, the email segment? I mean, let's let's be real. We wouldn't even have the Rocky movies. We wouldn't even have the franchise without Carl Weathers. It wouldn't even it wouldn't have been no anywhere near as good. And then they made those sequel trilogy creed movies were i mean carl weathers didn't really have a big part in those is about his son but um the legacy of carl weathers even in those three movies if you haven't seen those new creed movies they are surprisingly good <laughs> okay if you if you enjoy the original rocky movies they are surprisingly good so uh, we'll probably have them on repeat tomorrow yeah um they usually show them in order um Sometimes you can catch a weekend where uh, they show like all the Rocky movies and those kind of like in a, in a chronological order. So um, we're going to move on and uh, 
real, real special email segment this week. Ed, you want to lead us in? Well, first and foremost, this is brought to you by GoonGuard.com. GoonGuard.com. Check them out. Check them out. Andy's got them up. Brad's got the shirt. Um, You know, I'm supporting with the hockey today. Look, uh, less than 10 seconds in the microwave, set up in your mouth, easy to talk with, that type of thing. Use the promo code 1973. Hey, guess what? Promo code 1973. Uh, Today we are going to talk about we actually have a female fan. Can you believe it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? I mean, good thing all five of us are sitting down. Can you can you believe it? And it's not one of our mothers. No, no. Even though my mother does watch and she does chirp the shit out of me when when she sees me, uh, you know, like what the hell are you guys doing? Uh, But we'll digress. That's 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 a whole nother story. Uh, If anybody knows my mother, she. She chirps just as good as me sometimes. So uh, maybe sometimes I, better. <laughs> sometimes better, depending on how long it's been since she's seen you. What you don't call? What? Yeah, you you forgot about the lady that raised you. All that other BS. We'll zip it. We'll zip it on that. And we'll like, you know, uh, so it's, it's kind of like uh, yeah. Uh, one of the last times I saw it was like uh, hey, yeah, uh, hey, uh, good to see. You. I haven't seen you in like five years. <laughs> yeah, where you live in Texas? Yeah, where, just, yeah, where you live in? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so uh, DG underscore 8113, thank you so much for buying the shirt. I mean, she put her money where her mouth is. I mean, you can't ask that. She gives us a – she she talks about us on YouTube. I mean, you can't ask for a better fan than that. I mean, she shouted out on Instagram. I mean, it's wonderful. I mean, we actually have a real female fan. It's wonderful. Guess what, Tom? She bought your shirt, Tom. Tom, can you believe – I mean, Tom, you should be more pumped up about I mean, this. one. What? So that makes one person. That's one more than we had last week, guys. Come on. I mean, seriously. I mean, you guys are going to be excited about this. I mean, you know, we're actually, you know, we can actually go like instead of couch fishing, we're actually going for the coins on top of the couch now. (laughs) So let me add to this and then I'll kick it to the other guys. Uh, Very cool. um, uh, Very social media savvy with the post. Uh, tag the uh, you know 1973 podcast sporting the shirt uh, sporting the guys uh, you know it's it's something that we've never gotten really something away from an email this is the very first time we've gotten a social media post all the people that we've dealt with nobody's really flown our flag so not only is it the first time that we've had somebody uh, fly our flag for us they've also um you know, it's been a female. So that that's two positives. And uh, uh, Brad, Chris, Tom, you want to add to it? Yeah. Gigi, mamacita, mira, yamame, okay? Nah, just kidding. Maybe I'll take you out for lunch right here in my brand new Pizza Hut that I just bought, you know? Uh, no, I'll get him aside. Uh, we appreciate <laughs> the, the swag purchase, first of all, right? That's always a good thing. Um, and just to get a fan on the other end of what we do, like, you know, to see a fan – a uh, female fan on the sports, uh, you know, podcast. And it, it's awesome to see. And, you know, we, we like their opinions. That's why we've had Nikki on. So it, it's cool. It's cool to see that she's sporting our swag and, and liking the podcast. Thank you very much, Gigi. Brad? Yeah, man, I think it's just really cool. I always forget that, you know, our podcast goes out to people besides us. 
So when I see like a fan or we get an email and it's like nationwide or uh, we had one from Ireland, right? An email. Yeah. We're worldwide, we man. Worldwide. We yeah. Mr. Worldwide. So like, uh, I think it's just neat that, you know, what what's kind of like our uh, weekly hobby of, uh, you know, shit talking and shit posting. And then, you know, we have a, a, a legitimate fan base buying swag and tagging us on Instagram. That's, that's a uh, pretty monumental. Uh, Thomas, want to add anything to it? Yeah, now I'm going to challenge the tens and tens of viewers we have to start posting stuff like this. If if you don't have a shirt, buy a shirt, a hat. Even if you don't have any of that stuff, just if you're on YouTube, take a picture, a, snap, a snapshot of our little uh, promo that we have up there, the little picture promo, and put us online, put it online and tag us in it. We'd love to see it. Now, uh, Chris, before we move away from the email, do you want, do you want to add to how you feel that people could uh, kind of promote us as far as like on social media, like adding to what Tom was talking about. Yeah. I mean, there's plenty of different ways, right? Facebook. Uh, I'm big on the TikTok thing right now. I've been kind of running with that. You know, um, I posted something. Uh, actually, I took a picture while we were doing the tick, uh, the podcast the other day and I'm putting that out there with a couple of hashtags, you know, hopefully it gets out there and people can see it. You know, this nowadays with social media, there's, there's, Social media that I don't even use, like X and, you know, whatever, you know, Twitter, whatever it's called now. So, like, there's so much crap out there, man. Just please, whatever you guys can do, get it out. Help us out. would be great. Yeah, and uh, Chris finally made the best ofs. I just put out some new best of clips, and I just, uh, I think I put a best of of uh, episode 10 where Chris joined us. And, uh, yeah, we've got some more clips coming. I like to throw them out there every now and then, chum the – Chum the waters a little bit, keep everybody on the hook, and uh, you know, till we get a new episode out there on the weekend. So, uh, thank you so much, ladies. Please keep posting. Uh, we're not going to post the pictures uh, to protect the guilty, but um, you know, we will, uh, you know, enjoy the posts, and we will definitely mention you and keep them coming. So, Brad, we are on the road to wrestlemania so yes, are we gonna touch base on our boy cody's journey the rock coming back or are we gonna do this deep dive into vincent kennedy mcmahon Y'all I, I think they're both intertwined though like if and, and if we're gonna talk about one we gotta talk about the other sure so sure. first of all it's a little odd that all this goes down with Vince McMahon and The Rock comes in to be hired on to TKO. Like the conspiracy theorist in me is like, the timing lines up so well. His daughter gets posted up and is the GM in NXT. First of all, horrible mic skills. Horrible. I mean, the only way she has a job is because of who her daddy is. But all this, you know, rolls up. And then we're watching SmackDown last night. And then The Rock comes out you know, to say he's going to take on Roman Reigns at WrestleMania, and you could just see the heartbreak and the crushing <laughs> anguish on Cody Rhodes. But he's a team player, so, like, he was down with it. But, uh, man, it I, instantly reminded me of the CM Punk pipe bomb, and he's talking about the guys that are schmoozing and, and, and getting what they want. And I was like, damn, is The Rock that guy now? Like, is he doing this thing to folks? I don't know. Uh, it, I, I don't know. Like, there's and and there, there. What I read online today was like 
this whole push with the rock was because one CM Punk got injured, which understandable. Um, but two, they're trying to get the spotlight off of the situation with this alleged Vince McMahon situation. But what they wound up doing was stirring the pot. Right. When they posted this to YouTube, it was the most downvoted, disliked post in WWE history. Right. Right. What are they doing? He, uh, there's been so many memes this week with, uh, the thing about Triple H giving him the, uh, Sada suit back and say, it's, you know, funny stuff. Very funny stuff. I saw that. Before we go any further, I want Edge to do a disclaimer for us like he always does. Ed, what do you got? Look, this is all allegedly on what we talk about. Uh, this is, uh, for entertainment purposes only. This for entertainment purposes only. Uh, this is all opinion. This is not to be taken seriously. Uh, and honestly, this is just one of those things where everything that we talk about is all allegedly. And this is not something that we are looking to uh, create controversy. Uh, we are just talking about what we've read on media outlets. And we are pulling facts from what we've read from multiple media outlets uh, on everything that we talk about tonight. Uh, whether it be Vince McMahon, uh, whether it be about uh, uh, the junior team in, in uh, Canada, so uh, we we are very tre- we are treading very very lightly on this. Uh, we are taking these serious these uh, these are very serious allegations, and uh, we just want to have a very open and frank co- uh, discussion about this. And uh, we do not want to have any legal repercussions from this because we're just a bunch of friends that we are just discussing about stuff that we are passionate about, whether it be wrestling, hockey, and just general life stuff. This is not meant to be serious, but um, for the five of us, wrestling, uh, we all grew up with it, um, and it's all and it's something that we all have a huge passion for. So uh, this is uh, everything that we say is all allegedly, and we are taking this very seriously because this is a very serious, serious allegations for everybody involved. So as far as the media goes, uh, Tom, am I correct by saying that it it is become a federal investigation? Yes, they are. Uh, the federal investigators have interviewed the girl. I won't say her name, but uh, right. the girl and a few other people involved in it already, I guess, and a few other females that I guess from back when originally when Vince McMahon had left WWE. I guess this is Allegedly. all. Yes, allegedly. And they're all tied in. And I guess the feds are trying to uh, tie it all up into a big bow, I guess. So uh, let's there's two ways I can hit this one. I'm going to start with. Do you remember back around Christmas time, Jericho's alleged allegations came up about uh, him having groomed girls or a girl that left AEW? And it seems like this is a pattern going forward with a uh, new movement with, uh, let's say, sports entertainment uh, in mm-hmm. Hockey Canada. as Allegedly. Allegedly. Um, so that that's kind of what started this whole thing rolling. But rewinding back a little further, when, right before the merger, they had uh, let Vince McMahon come back to do the merger. Now, if these things were known and they had him come back to do the merger where he had left abruptly before that. Now there's a uh, more, uh, you know, to the story, this story is very, very layered and it's going to lead to a lot more things coming out, which 
if you rewind back, what I found ironic about the whole thing is the ascension of the WWF started when Hulk Hogan beat the Sheik. Follow me on this because it's it's kind of crazy. When Hogan beat the Sheik, it was January 24th of 1984. That's what started Hulkamania that night. This was dropped on January 24th, 2024. 40 years to the day of the Hulkamania win. So it's like the irony in it is Vince had a 40-year untouchable run mm. of the whole empire. And isn't it kind of crazy how it just worked to the day? It, it's almost like it was all like pre-planned out. I mean, you can't can't write it better than that, right? Mm -hmm. it, it's just nuts. So the whole Vince McMahon taking over for his father, he he bought his father out with money that was in the WWF at the time. So he actually bought his father out of the picture when he was actually physically ill. Uh, Vince Sr. was coming down with cancer. Uh, it was 82 into 83. Uh, the first thing that really happened going into 83 when Vince really owned it was Jimmy Snuka was on top. The alleged Jimmy Snooker incident that was covered on Dark Side of the Ring with, uh, uh, you know, was was there an alleged cover-up where the police allegedly bought? So right from Jump Street, there's been stuff allegedly that's been going on. Now, fast forward from those two bullet points in the late 80s, there was the, you can go and I think it was on Phil Donahue or one of those shows with the Ring Boys scandal. You guys all know about that, well, Brad. You, we were talking about that. So I'm just, I'm going to bring up bullet points and then we'll hit them all back again. Then in the early 90s, there was the steroid scandal with the federal indictment on the steroid trafficking. When that uh, WBF was right, World Bodybuilding Federation around that time with Lex Luger and all that stuff, Hogan came back into the picture. They called a bunch of guys to the stand. A lot of people, you know, tiptoed around that then uh right before about a week or two before this kevin dunn retires out of the blue who had been with vince right from the early um to mid 80s with coliseum home video he's been with vince all this time doing all the production but he retired a week before all these alleged allegations came out the only thing that I, I don't know if you guys will agree with me on this, who knows what and who is going to say what, because if you don't know and you can't say, but you can say, and then you, there's perjury, there's, there's no, it's not like 92 where you're going to be held accountable when you go back to work. Now there's no accountability for saying what you got to say. Nobody's going to come after you. Uh, what do you what do you think? What, Brad, Chris, chime in. Mm, Chris, you go first. I mean, all I had to say about this Vince thing was I was completely shocked. Obviously, I mean, he's got the money; he's gonna do whatever he's gonna do. But like, I think the first thing that came to mind for me was 
this dude can never show his face again on a WWE product episode show, whatever it may be, which is just shocking. I mean, I was one of those guys at uh, Raw and I was doing the whole bow down when he would come out to the, you know what I mean? And it, <laughs> I know you're not a Vince fan, but I always was, you know, I think like just his persona, his character. Again, I grew up in that attitude era, so he was a big part of it. Um, so it, just shocking for me knowing and all these text messages that came out and like you read them, you're like, holy shit. Like, I mean, this stuff's pretty legit, you know, so uh, pretty crazy about that. One thing I want to touch on the rock real quick about him jumping the line. This guy, I'm not the biggest Cody fan, okay? But again, The Rock, go back to your movie studio, all right? I'm going to turn this belt sideways, Rock, and I'm going to st stick it up his Rudy Pooh candy ass in a minute if you don't get off WWE TV. Go back to doing what you were doing, Rock. Let the professionals do it. You're a has-been, buddy. Sorry. Hey, you got you got uh, here's here's I'm gonna add a little comedic side of it. You got the rock with Oprah, you know, talking about saving Hawaii, and then you go to Stone Cold's Instagram and he's floating around his his ranch, broken skull, with his cat poncho, getting all kinds of likes from that. It's hilarious to see Stone Cold hanging out with these two cats, Lefty and Poncho. It's great. It's like two total opposites. Like one guy's all about the limelight, the other guy's like Call me if you need me. <laughs> I'll be with. Mm -hmm. I'll be doing my cold plunges with my cats. It's awesome. But uh, um, Brad, what do you what do you think about this whole thing with the with the text messages and and all that deal? I mean, I'm, have y'all read the text messages? I'm I'm gonna save them for myself. Uh, I don't want uh, Mama AC to have to hear that vile language. If she listens to this podcast, he seems like a deranged 13-year-old or just a super, super horny 13-year-old got a hold of his phone. Uh, I mean, just the way he was texting is like, I mean, it looked like a kid. Like, I don't know if he's suffering from CTE or like some uh, something. His brain is just mush, the stuff he was saying. But um, it's really unfortunate that the way this stuff went down. But there's so many other layers. I mean, going back to the Ring Boys, and that alleged uh, cover up there where Pat Patterson was supposedly molesting little boys. But they're saying that even Vince's wife was involved in this alleged cover up. Come back up to this one with Janelle Grant. They're saying that she knew about this, too. Like Vince even mentioned in one of the text messages, hey, my wife found out we got to chill for a little while. So, like, there's more than. I think at the end of the day, when this gets, when the dust settles, it's going to be more than Vince McMahon. They're saying Shane McMahon may or may not have known about it, which is why he kind of pulled back from the company. He may not have known about Janelle Grant, but he knew of his father's depravity to the point where he was like, I don't want nothing to do with this. Yeah. Um, and again, I think The Rock and Triple H and Stephanie knew of this or situation similar. And I think those three probably worked together to get Vince out these last couple of weeks so they could bring in the rock and make some more power moves. But even uh, if, you know, overlooking the, the ring boys and the, the thing with Janelle Grant right now, uh, Rita Chatterton, go Google Rita Chatterton. If you don't know who that is, she was one of the first female refs in WWE. Guess what happened with her fellas paid for sexual services or was, 
supposedly uh, paid for services or tried to be exploited. Um, and she was basically propositioned and promised success. Yeah. Sounds like Janelle Grant situation. Yeah. Like uh, this, this isn't a one-off thing. It seems like a pattern. Uh, uh, she was, the. if you go back and look at, she was one of the first, if not the first, uh, female res referee in the WWF back in the day. Um, so there's, there's a lot of things. I, I believe there's a, uh, maybe a story with Mike McGirt. You can look at her, uh, her story too. She, I think she has a shoot interview out, which she talks about a couple of different things. Um, but, I'm more interested in the, all these stories and who has stories and who's repressed them mm -hmm. and now has the voice to, or, you know, to, to say it. Um, the shame thing is true. I've got to mention that in the bullet points where, uh, you know, they imagine that allegedly your dad wants to bring you into this circle of stuff going on and you're married. He was married already. I don't mm -hmm. think he had kids yet. And, uh, you know, just imagine that, you know, like, like a, almost like a, a boys club type thing. And you have to distance yourself and, you know, buy me out. I'll go stop my own stuff. And so that's crazy. When you look at some of the promos and some of the things that uh, stop popping up now, and it kind of makes you uh, wonder about, you know, the wrestling storylines, the best storylines are the ones that blend almost where believability ends and the storyline stacks those are always the best ones but i mean if depravity is is kind of what you're going for i mean uh tom i don't know if you saw this but this is actually one of the things that popped up recently stephanie was on one of the uh, wwe documentaries and she said that there were only two storylines she ever ever said no to and do you know what one of them is when she was pregnant for one of the kids she Vince came to her and said, what about if we go on and say I was the father? Oh. <laughs> I mean, it, just think about that. If it's anybody has young children, just think about that. I mean, just just put these into context. If you have children or if you've ever been close to somebody, you don't do the shame thing. You don't do that Stephanie thing. I always thought that the, their relationship, even on TV, was a little... How can I put it? A little weird. Weird. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, Tom, what, what do you think about this whole thing from, you know, your side of it, being a lifetime uh -huh. wrestling fan? It just shows you that he's got so much power and he had so much control and so much money. He had nobody there to tell him they're all yes men. Nobody's there to pull him back and tell him, or try to pull him back or say no when he some of these things that he allegedly did like showing emails and text messages to people in the back and it's just shows that the more power you have and the longer you go with people doing stuff that you ask or tell them to do i guess you just keep going because you don't expect anyone to say no and it makes you wonder what promise what's that power corrupts yeah and it makes you wonder what would have happened if would they have forced him? Would what's the group RKO or TKO? TKO would, would they have would they have kind of forced him out if Slim Jim didn't back out of their sponsorship right before the SummerSlam? I mean, a Royal Rumble. Would they have actually come out and done something and kind of forced him out, or would they have just kind of swept things under the rug and 
it just makes you wonder. And then talk about you when you're talking about Andy about people and what they knew. And I don't know if you remember, I don't know what season it was, but Terry Runnels was on uh, Dark Side, and uh, she was she told a story about Brock Lesnar and some of the stuff he said to her. And Dustin Rhodes was his was her ex husband at the time, and he basically told her, "Oh, just let it go, let it go, and just pushed. I mean, just." brush stuff aside so it makes you wonder if anyone else will come forward and what else has gone on yeah uh here's the here's the irony though brock lesnar is married to sable who accused vince mcmahon of of you know depravity assault whatever and now brock lesnar he's done like they've removed he was supposed to be in the rumble Replaced by Braun Breaker, they put all discounted all his merch on WWE Shop. He, he's removed from all future endeavors at this point until something comes out and says otherwise. But the irony of him being married to somebody who was who was accused Vince and now was what it, it, you know involved in this circle somehow like it, this is just wild. This is mind blowing. And AC, you said it forty years he's been at the helm of right. And right now we're seeing this because people kept receipts because of technology. What happened before and in between when we didn't have receipts? Like, what yeah. else is going to come out? Who else is going to be implicated besides Brock? There, yeah. You can't tell me Brock is the only one. There's no, no way. No, what's not to say that there's other guys over the years that he's used uh, allegedly, Ed, that tool to get guys to sign there. I mean, has he had people on the payroll before that are specialists with that side of things? The, well, I'll, I'll wink at the camera. Negotiating contracts. Has he has he had people that have done that professionally? I mean, look at um, I forget who had said it, but until they get Bruce Pritchard out of there, he's still mm -hmm. like Vince's avatar for moving, manipulating uh, behind the scenes and things like that. But if there's people that are there that have seen or been, I know uh, Johnny Laurinaitis got caught up in this whole deal too, but what, what about his other confidants that have been close to him too, that he's have, has he brought them in too to kind of keep them, you know, as part of the, the, we'll say the alleged club. Uh, now, the guy that's going to get off scot-free because he passed away a year or two ago is Pat Patterson. All the, you know, he was close to Vince for years. He was like his right-hand man as far as like writing stories and coming up with finishes and all that other stuff. So is they going to hold the ghost of Pat Patterson over the coals? I don't know. But, I mean, all this stuff is going to come up. And, uh, you know, all it's going to take is one person to stand up there and, and tell a story. And it's going to open a floodgate. Or is John Laurinaitis going to be the guy to rat on Vince? Now, now, from what I'm reading, he's saying that he was part of the being a victim, too. So yeah. is John Laurinaitis going to be the guy that's going to flip on Vince just to save his own rear end? it's it's like a you know it's like a hollywood drama radio so i mean i don't know if it's going to be televised i don't know if it's going to be stuff to watch but i know like as far as 
you know, being a lifetime wrestling fan, I, it's definitely, I mean, the biggest story I've seen and I don't know how long, I don't, I don't think there's, has there been a bigger story yet? No, I'm just going to say it like this. I mean, I, so this is, this is allegedly how I think it would play out. The thing about it is dead man can tell no tales, right? So the thing about it is, is that everybody, everybody circles the wagons and guess who, guess who takes it all? Pat Patterson. He's dead. He can't say anything to anybody, hmm. right? So the thing about yeah. it is, is, is that so the thing about this. So to, to add to your point, like forty years to the year, gee, that's such a coincidence now, isn't it? Allegedly, right? Coincidence, right? right? The thing about it is, is that you know, like, and then just kind of talking, going back to the talking points. Well, funny story about about uh, you know about Cody. How many times did Big Dust take take it and like, no, it's about making money and, and like extending the story. So bottom line is, is that guess what? This is all this is all part of the big master plan about you know taking it down the line. Like they brought back Rock for a reason. I mean, Rock is the you know the most electrifying sports performer entertainer today, Chris. <laughs> so I mean, so like, and the thing about it is, just like, but it all comes back to is just that honestly, where there's smoke, there's fire. And the bottom line is, is that honestly. If I was a lawyer, which I'm clearly not, um, everything's getting pinned back on Pat Patterson, and that, and because the thing about it is, is that he's dead, and they're going to pin it all on him, and, and 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 honestly, that that's what good lawyers do, allegedly. Well, the the guy that he's had for years, Jeremy McDivitt, no longer his lawyer, so we'll we'll have to see. They they've broken. Imagine the stuff that that guy knows. Imagine the stuff because he. Uh, He's been his in-house personal attorney for I think for years, but not now. And but yeah, here's the thing: it goes yeah. back to attorney-client privilege. He can't say anything. No, 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 I I get that. I get that. He doesn't get it. So there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so do y'all well, think this stuff with Jericho? You know, like I went on kind of a dive with that. No real accusations. Of nobody's other than some Reddit's and some Twitter. You know, threads. There's no rock. You know, nobody's really accusing him yet. No. Um, but he has been called the Harvey Weinstein of the wrestling universe. <laughs> so that's pretty accusatory. Yeah. But is, oh, yeah. Did he learn? Because it, it sounds real familiar. This gatekeeping right. strategy. Maybe he learned that from Vince. I, yeah. I mean, what do y'all think? Allegedly, right? Well, I, I mean, my my thing with Vince is I was never a fan. I mean, uh, he's the guy that killed my love of what pro wrestling was. Um, and it's tough to get it back. I mean, uh, here's, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to tiptoe real lightly on this one, but here's a guy that allegedly, uh, might've or might not have shit in somebody's hair, but yet you won't let the guys get the blade out and, and have a cage match. Uh, that uh, I shouldn't be laughing, but, but just think about it. You, you, that's you a great point, man. You got a no blood policy, which is a deterrent for me with my storytelling and, yeah. and wrestling. But yeah, you'll do depraved stuff like that allegedly if you read the stories. And, He's out here dropping number twos. Yep, yep. So yeah, just. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, deuces. Yeah, deuces. 
Tommy? Yeah, we should ask Vince if he's a thumb in or thumb out guy. The people want to know. <laughs> right I mean, in. Vince is anything like me. Nobody's going to tell me how to get off, and obviously no one's going to tell him how to get off. So he's definitely got to be a thumb in guy. <laughs> Bro, nobody told him at no. all. He was like, hold up. Your boy got a duke real quick, so here we go. No, y'all keep going, but I'm doing this. Yeah, wait a minute. I'm getting kind of I'm getting kind of sweaty. Let me go take a shower. I'll be right back. Yeah. It, it, makes, you, like, it makes you wonder, hell, man, if the uh, the deal they just reached with Netflix could be in jeopardy with everything. Oh. Not even though he's left, I yeah. mean, it still gives them a bad name, and they have, even though they've never been like a lot of this stuff hasn't been proven in the past. They've got a reputation of being a, a CD place. So it, it'll I will tell you, Vince should have been canceled in the 90s after the Rainboy scandal dropped. Like, yeah, that the that man's would... a, a survivalist, if anything. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Quick I question mean... to the panel, please. Yes. Is it serendipity that he sold to the UFC? He got rid of creative control. I would never see Vince ever getting rid of creative control ever. Is it just me, or I just think it's it's like he almost knew that this was coming and they had to jump ship? No, I think people in the know knew about this and that wanted him out. It just seems like corporate warfare. Like somebody's like, "Hey, we're gonna leak this. We're gonna get this out to the press. We're gonna get rid of him. We're gonna move on with this deal with TKO. We're gonna move on with this deal to Netflix. We're gonna move on with this." Um. I think it was probably only leaked because it was a corporate warfare strategy, if I'm being honest with you. Yeah, uh, I don't know if Tom agrees, but when Nick Khan came in, they brought him in. I think he peeled back the layers of the the onion with the um, the budget and where money was going and things like that. And then I think uh, a red flag, maybe somebody alerted him to it. Maybe it was somebody on the inside saying, hey, listen, maybe you should look at these payments that he's making. But allegedly, going back to what we were talking about with the territories, he was uh, allegedly, well, this is probably public knowledge that uh, when he bought the Calgary territory, Stu Hot's territory, and uh, the LaBelle's territory, in, which was the NWA in Los Angeles, when he bought those two territories, he had agreed on money. And then uh, into the payments, he just stopped paying. And uh, allegedly, this is where the, the payments came in, that he had people on the payroll that he was paying, say, X amount of money. And to, he stopped the payments, not even paying out in full. So, I mean, there is a, you know, there is a track record of uh, nobody's going to tell me what to do kind of thing. So, uh, you know, the, the plot thickens. I, I think that uh, as for me... Uh, the devil's, you know, kind of getting his due right now. So, I mean, uh, yeah. I'm worried at for the point of, like, say, Triple H. The, did he not know all this stuff was going on? He's in the family. Did Shane not know this is going on? Did Stephanie Question not? Mentioned. Are all the people that have kind of, as long as he's not bothering me, it's okay? Mm. Are they on the hot seat too is that some with with the way companies are run now do you let them stay when you call them to the witness stand do you are they going to be telling 100 percent truth 
what do you think? If you got Stephanie on the witness stand, do you think she's going to throw her father under the bus? Mm. What, what do you think, Tom? Do you think she would do that? I don't know. That's a good question. I mean, she could plead the fifth for all we know. I don't really know. I don't really know what to say on that one. I mean, it, that's a tough question. That's something that she, she'll have to wrestle with. And oh, I, like, I like that. I like what you no did there. <laughs> right. I like that. Good, good one, Tom. Uh, yeah. So, um, Anything more to add this week on that, or do you think we should uh, move on to other things? I've got one thing, but it's not about that. It's actually about Roman Reigns and The Rock. Oh, if, they're yeah, not careful, if they're not careful, they're going to have what happened in the uh, Brock Lesnar-Goldberg match in WrestleMania a few years ago where the crowd turned on them and booed throughout the whole match. And I mean, The Rock is really good on the mic, so he could probably turn it around. But they're in that territory right now where the fans like Brad said it's the most disliked uh, clip in WWE history on uh, online. I mean, so it, they have to be careful with that. See, I'm I think tell you, this goes back to the point of last week. So this goes back to Andy's point of last week. It gets you right up to that edge. It gets you to question everything. It touches. It touches that nerve right there. So guess what? The funny thing is, is that you bring the Rock back. And like with Cody and all the things that his family's done in wrestling, because Big Dust, Big Dust was all about, oh, you want to pay me this? Okay, fine. I'll do it. Whatever you want, man. If we, this is what's going to make us the most amount of money, I'll do it. So guess what? I feel, I have a funny feeling this is all part of the plan. Brad, yeah, sorry I mean, to cut you off, man. I'm sorry about that, man. No, no, no. I, I, I was going to say that Tom's point, though. When The Rock came out, they did their whole spill and they hugged it. And The Rock said something nice to Cody's ear, and Cody left. He looked like he's gonna cry. As Cody left, they he walked out on The Rock's entrance song. Like they kept it playing, right, strategically, because if if the people in the crowd had the same reaction I had at home, yeah. First of all, super excited The Rock was out. I saw a Facebook post that said he was spotted in a gym in Birmingham. So I was like, "There's no way he's not gonna come out again." On SmackDown, and then he did, and I was super stoked. And then he started talking, and then Cody left, and I was like, "No, stop! Don't do this!" But they played him out to the Rock's music, and it was so loud. I think if they had not done that, people probably would have started booing right there in the 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 crowd. It touched uh, that visceral reaction that they mm -hmm. want, and I think that, that's great. That's great that's, theater right there. You know, this is either going to go down as like a complete bust or. Triple H just pulled one of the 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 best moves in booking that we've seen in the last you know. Three no, years. I think good old. I think good old Paul. I think he knows what he's doing. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm excited me, either way. Okay, so a couple things I want to touch on with that is, so the Roman Reigns thing, the long term storytelling. I think to Ed's point, and with the way people are now with instant gratification. I think the longer it takes for Roman to lose that belt, the more it pushes people's buttons because people want instant gratification. Yeah. So any long-term storytelling rubs people the wrong way when it's done right. So that I love. I, I fully love that. It gets us talking, right? It got Chris going with, with The Rock coming back. And so we're making by a pizza hut. I mean, come on. Yeah, so yeah. it's working. So let me talk about the Cody thing. So when Cody was on uh, Stone Cold's podcast, he has the winged eagle title belt hanging with the smoking skull title. 
And he said, it's, it's all about that one right there. That's the one. And he points the wing Eagle. He says it's in his, it's his favorite belt in his opinion, the look of it, what it means. That's his favorite belt. What I would do. He has fantasy book. Are you ready, Ed? Ready? He loved these. I'm ready. I'm, I'm buckling in. Come on. So he beats Rollins, right? Eventually, he works to winning that one champion, combine all three belts into one, bring back the winged eagle, one champion for two shows. It, it goes to my point, one champion, one Stanley Cup, one Lombardi trophy. There should only be one. There shouldn't be two. The champion should be like a traveling champion going between two shows. That's the grind. You're the, the big dog, nope. no pun intended, with Roman Reigns. But you're the big guy. You're the heavyweight champion. There's no more territories, but you got to appear on both shows. Whether you're wrestling or yeah, it should be one champion going back and forth between the two. In one roster. No more double rosters. One roster. You want to keep the IC title on one show? I'm good with that. And the U.S. title on the other one? That's fine. But one champion going between two shows. Okay, fellas, prove me wrong. No, that I've I've even read that somewhere that that could possibly be uh, something that the riders are going for or whatever. So I, I think that's a great idea. Yeah, if you want to talk in it in a you know a sports based, if you want to bring wrestling back, Bill, bring Bill. It, yes, yes, not Bill just Bill. that, but you got to tell the story like all those guys are in it for a championship, like yeah. everybody is in it to be. Number one, it's like that in pro sports, so it should be blended into the, the storytelling with the wrestling. Why? Why are you here? You're here to, you know, just eat an apple and spit it in somebody's face. That's that's what makes you money. No, it should be about winning matches to be the guy, right? That's why they all mm -hmm. go through the grind of coming up but through goes, NXT. But it, goes back, but it goes back to like when Hogan was the champion in WWF back when it was WWF days. And like they were all pushing to get him, and he they could get him to wrestle two, three guys at this, and and like they they'd kind of like bounce them around, right? Mm. And, and and so that's what that's what made him such a great champion. That's what pushed got him so over, right? Am I wrong? I, I mean, like, See, and that's the thing about this. And like to go back, Andy, to your point about Flair, like to use Flair as an example, Flair traveled, he did everything. He deserves the title as like what seventeen times, sixteen, right? Sixteen, sorry, sixteen, sorry, sixteen, sorry. Uh, sixteen, sorry. Anyway, I was off by one. All right, Tom, sixteen, but, right? What? Just getting a confirmation from the professor. But my point being is, is that like if you bring back some of these older things from from days in the past, nobody would know it, Ed. You could steal all point. that stuff and nobody that's would know point. it. That's my point right there. Nobody would remember it because they don't understand the slow build anymore. Right, right. Well, the, the formula used to be with the WWF versus uh, the NWA. The NWA always had a heel champion because they were the guy that came in and skated at the end. At, at the they, they would come in for a week, put your biggest baby face over for a chase. And then at the end, Oh, he just didn't, he just didn't have enough, but it left the baby face after the champion left as even hotter because it was yeah, always yeah. in the chase. The money was yeah, in the chase, was but the WWF was always opposite. Feed the champion, feed the champion. They would have mm -hmm. heels come in and then Hogan 
or especially like uh oh who who is great for that um like Bruno they bring in guys for Bruno bring in guys for Backlund they come in for three months it'd be three Madison Square Garden shows boom 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 and then at the end the blow off Bruno would beat him or Backlund would beat him that's why everybody hated Bob Backlund when we were kids because you couldn't understand why they bring in these monster heels and nobody would ever beat the guy and it was like he was so wishy-washy but they the formula also back then is you had to have the belt on somebody that legitimately you couldn't take the belt off of in a shoot. You know what I mean? Like, like take Holly race. He would go everywhere. There was no way somebody was double crossing him and get the belt. No, I mean, I mean, Flair talked about like, he's actually popped guys eyes out of their skull. I mean, cause that's what what Harley race was. Yeah. He's a legit dude, man. Yeah. You know, that's why they, that's why they put the belt on Backlund because they wanted somebody, whether you liked him or you didn't, that nobody could double cross in the ring. Oh, I'm just going to hold this guy's shoulders down and, and win the belt on on an MSG show. No, didn't work like that. So wrestling changed. Um, so yeah, I, I guess. Uh, I think it's time to switch subjects, Andy. Yep. And with that being said, Thomas, Ed, we got some special things this week. We've been talking to our buddy Joe. A new friend, Joe, I'd like to say. And Ed and Tom, Tom, bring us in. Ed, lead us into the interview. All righty. Tom Shady Picks is brought to you by Brock Street Brewing Company, located at 244 Brock Street South in Whitby, Ontario. The brewery is home to a banquet hall, an on-site restaurant, and a members-only lounge. Everything they brew is done in-house, including sours, lagers, and their vodka soda. They have something for everyone. So if you're in Whitby, go check them out and tell them 1973 podcast sent you. Ed? All right. Here we go. Joe Lyons, Massachusetts. Great guy. I went to college with him. Andy, what's the name of his company? It's 350 Spin. There we go. Spin 350. (laughs) Spin 350. Spin 350. Come on. It's Joe Lyons. Uh, For all my people that went to Bridgewater State, it was DJ Snoil, great guy. Um, man, he's done some really great stuff in Boston and nationally. Uh, we had the honor to talk, Andy and I, and Chris had the honor to talk to him for, what, almost 60 minutes. Just great human being. Talked all about what he did for his company. Just, man, I was so glad to have him. I was so happy to have him on. Uh, so great to reconnect with him. So, uh, Andy, we're going to roll it from here. Andy, we're going to kick it to you. We're going to drop it in right here. So, uh, with that being said, I want to talk a little bit of uh, Team Canada, Thomas. Yeah, we can if you want. Okay, just a little sprinkle. Five yeah, guys, we'll... five guys on the hot seat, right? Yeah, allegedly. Yeah, all they're all charged. Allegedly, they're yeah. all charged uh, this week. They on different different aspects of the uh, case going on. And uh, we'll know more tomorrow, uh, Monday, because London, Ontario police are having a press conference. And it's also expected that the NHL will come out a st- with a statement of their own. But uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Uh, yeah, the uh, quick little things here and there that I've seen is they don't know what's going to happen with the guys if they're just going to release them, uh, you know, from their contracts and kind of let them kind of swim for themselves, kind of uh, – once again, Flyers goaltending, you know how that goes. Pelly Lindbergh situation, can't get it done right. You know, it's it's a sad state of affairs when when this stuff happens. And uh, you know, if uh, there's got to be more to the story than than just 
the obvious. And I, I just think that one of the things that I read, and it's kind of, uh, I hope it's not true, but uh, every year when you, uh, Chris will know what I'm talking about, every year when you sign up to play uh, hockey, you have to register with USA Hockey, and there's a fee to be part of USA Hockey. Correct, Chris? Yep. Okay, so you register your child, and uh, there's a fee. They give you a, a, a number that you have for ID for registering for different teams and whatever. Hockey Canada does that, too. So supposedly some of the money that was given towards the um, uh, settlement was paid for by the money that the parents had put in for their kids to play Hockey Canada. So I hope that's not true. I hope that's not where the money came from for certain things because that's not at the core of what it's for. So that, that kind of made me a little bummed when I heard that, uh, that the money had come out of that, let's say, pool Um so, you know, there's, there's more to it than meets the eye. And, uh, you know, it, it's always uh, sad when, when, you know, these things come out. But now, like Brad said, there's a lot more carbon footprint with uh, social media and uh, things that get recorded. And I'm just glad that I grew up in a time where <laughs> things weren't so recorded. Right, Ed? <laughs> I agree. You know, I, I'm going to take it from here. And, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> So I'm just going to go on, on like what I've read about the situation. So this happened back in 2018. Okay. And I want to say, say this first of first and foremost, like, look, um, whatever happened, it's, it's, it really is a terrible situation. Okay. And, and, and there's really no winners here. Okay. And, and, and the thing about it is just that is, is, you know, first and foremost, there was a settlement that, that, that did happen out of court. Um, we're talking about, um, young men and one one young woman. No matter what happened, it, it was a terrible situation, and, and there's no easy way out of this. And the thing about it is, is that I, my biggest problem is, is that here we are now. We're six years later, and we're and now we're, re, we're we're diving back into this. And you know, like there there where there's smoke, there's fire. Um, you know, and Hockey Canada has not exactly been known, allegedly, to be transparent about how they handle things. Um, you know, and, and I will say this, the uh, the Sheldon Kennedy incident, um, that, like, so, I, I mean, so we, we already have precedent here of how Hockey Canada has handled things. Mm. And I, I, I kind of have a problem with this. And, uh, you know, Andy, uh, Tom, um, we, we go back to uh, there was an incident at uh, a, you know, allegedly at a uh, university that was close to us uh, at UMass Dartmouth um, that kind of was like this. Eesh. And so it, it's kind of, it has that kind of same feel to it. And it just it's ugly and it's gross and it doesn't make me feel good. Like anything about it is just like this is supposed to be like hockey and it's supposed to be like something that like when it comes to the men's side, it like this is something you're 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 representing your country. From the women's side, it's the same thing. Like women from the women's side, it, you're representing your country and it's supposed to be great. And to have like all this other kind of like disgusting kind of like mess that goes along, it, it doesn't make me feel good. Cause because the thing about it is, is like for the five of us, like look. Chris, I don't know you as well as I know Brad, Andy, and Tom, but like sport, like we grew up doing that. That's that's something that made us feel good. And what's going on right now 
it doesn't make me feel good. And I don't feel like my, and I, and I just think it's bad. And I, and I don't think that this is what like youth sports, even at the elite level of juniors on what it is, Andy, Tom, we all know what like elite level juniors is all about. Not to, not that the three of us ever played it, <laughs> but like they're special, they're special people. And it's kind of gross. Yeah. Tom, Chris, you want to take any? Uh... Chris? Yeah, I mean, this hits home for me. It's, mm. again, you guys know how I feel about hockey. It's the greatest sport on earth. I don't care what anybody says. I don't care if you disagree. You're wrong. You're wrong, Baseball. Brad. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're wrong. Um, it's just such a classy, normally classy group of guys. You know, uh, you hear about tons of crap that happens all the time in football basketball baseball these guys are always in trouble always getting arrested for one thing or another this is not something that really comes up in hockey much so it's it, it's kind of a shocker um to hear this going on and and yeah was like in another country you know these guys celebrate whether they win a stanley cup i, I know canada won and and just hearing about like you know, allegedly she was coerced into consenting to these videos and stuff. Like, if there's videos out there and stuff, these guys are these guys are screwed. You know, and figures mm. it had to be a couple of flyers out there. You know, what else? One, Andy. One, one, only one. Foot. What about foot? No, not a flyer. Tom, uh, what do you mean? Not no. His dad, I think. Yeah. Yeah, Adam Foot. Yeah, Colorado Avalanche. Yeah, let's get let's get the facts straight. If we're Cal, Cal, Cal Foot wasn't he involved in that? Yeah, yeah, but he's not a flyer. No, not a flyer. Devils. Tom, what do you think, bro? He's on the Devils. Now, right. uh, Tom, no. what do you what do you think about this? It's it's a very sad situation, and again, it's over there up there in Canada. Those those players, and you, when they know you're really really good, you get treated like a god up there. I mean, and. Unfortunately, nobody tells them no. I mean, nobody tells no. you no. Nobody there to pull you back. The one can't, hockey Canada looks the worst in this because yeah. it makes it look like they. There, this is another thing where they had sponsors that were backing away from them, like big sponsors, like Scotia Bank, So, Tim Hortons. They were backing away from Team Canada, and that's when suddenly Team Canada decided that they were going to uh, investigate a little bit more, and the investigation opened up again. So it just. It's just a sad situation all all around. Yeah, uh, just real quick to touch, and it's not just the Sheldon Kennedy story. You talk about Theo Fleury's problems with his alcoholism. Mm -hmm. He blame he blames a lot of it on you know his experiences growing up with uh, certain coaches that he's had, and that's a sad story too. It, uh, it, absolutely, a, absolutely. That uh, and I'm sure that there's plenty of kids that were billeted lived with these families that are, that have stories, you know, they're, they're 13, 14, 15 years old, living with families that aren't theirs to follow their dreams. And I'm sure that 99% of it is all on the up and up, but I'm sure there's some horror stories there uh, that, you know, would blow your mind with, with stuff that they've emotionally slept, swept under the rug. So that's, that's the sad part in the whole thing is that the stuff comes out, and it should have been addressed right then and there. It shouldn't Absolutely. just, it shouldn't fester and create, um, I don't want to use the wrong term, but a PTSD or something that mm -hmm. you stop feeling like you're the one that, that was wrong because you didn't say anything. Or now well, it's I think it's a culture. It's, it's a terrible culture. 
Mm-hmm. Right? I think that's what it comes down to is, is that, look, I mean, Andy, Tom, I know you guys much better. I mean, like, look, what it comes down to is, is look, you know, winning creates winning, right? Right. Yeah. I, I mean, right. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's the thing about it is it's like, look, these, col- these cultures are, they're groomed in, in, in that type of thing. It's wrong. It's, a, it's, it's wrong, period. There's no, there's no other way to describe it. It's wrong. Well, I can sum it up so we can end on this one. It's, if you've ever seen the movie Young Blood, great yep. sports movie. I know it's a hockey great. movie. Rob, Rob Lowe, Patrick Swayze, great movie. But if you look at that movie, when he goes to the Hamilton Mustangs, what's the first thing they do to initiate him? What do they do? It's a doctor scene. Yep. They give him the old shave downstairs. Yep. Part, you know, you look at it and you're like, well, if this is part of the hazing or the team bonding or whatever, that's mm. the 80s. Just imagine the stuff that they couldn't put in a movie. It, yeah. it, you know, so we'll, point. another another story we're going to have to, you know, keep going. And we got you know, Stanley Cup's going to be starting pretty soon. We'll be talking about that road to mm. WrestleMania, Super Bowl next week. Right. We're all all things yeah. we want to talk about. So, uh, yeah, uh, crit, uh, that is. That doesn't have a Bruins logo on it, does it? Oh, <laughs> so bad. The uh, Pizza Hut Family Cup. There you go. Jeez. Hey, hey, be careful before you get no cheese and stuffed in your crust, buddy. <laughs> Andy, that's what a Stanley Cup looks like. Hey, let me tell you something, brother. I, I don't need any like stuff in my crust because the funny thing about it is, is that if the pizza's good enough, I don't need any stuff in my crust. <laughs> <laughs> and your crust has stuff in it, so don't worry about uh, it. Stuff. <laughs> so, uh, oh my god, Tom, you want to bring this? We'll bring this full circle. We'll talk about uh, our friends at Purchase Street. That's absolutely. This week's album of the week is brought to you by Purchase Street Records, which is located at Fifty Three Pope's Island, Unit Two, New Bedford, Mass. You can also visit them online at purchasestrecords.com, and they also have a Facebook page. Purchase Street Records is Southern New England's largest independent record store. Bang, bang, bang. So before we wrap this episode up, I thought it was a really good episode. A lot of deep dives. Uh, We haven't had a chance to do that. Now that we're at the uh, longer format, it's, uh, you know, gives everybody a little bit more chance to show their personality and absolutely, uh, give some really good insight into some talking points. So let me start this week with Chris. Chris, any shout outs before we leave this episode? Uh, yeah, we're going to give a shout out to my little man today. All right. Tore it up on the ice. I mean, scores a goal at least every game, but today was just, he was out there just kicking ass. Um, Let's scored go. a goal, made a beautiful assist from like Gretzky right behind the net, threw it out in front for a nice goal. I want to know, is that because the skate weights? I, you know what? Let's give Power Skate the hit there on that. It's a very good possibility. He is moving his feet. He is running every other shift as a center. So we only have one other kid that does that, and he's never tired. He's Coach hanging out. Coach is kid. Coach right? is kid. <laughs> Coach is kid. Coach Don't go is there. Kid. <laughs> Don't go there. That's not uh, fair. See, you. It's you, deserved. You, all political. It's all political with that organization, damn it. Oh, here he goes. <laughs> Sourpuss. Knock it off. I no, seriously. He tore, right <laughs> he tore it up today, so I know he watches every episode. Uh, he deserves a little shout-out. 
the kid makes me so proud every time he goes on that ice, just giving a hundred percent. I love to see it. He never has a shift where he's gliding around. He's out there giving it hey, every Chris, second. I'll, I'll tell you, Chris, I'll tell you what, I haven't seen him in a while, but when I run into his father, I'll give him a hug. All right. All right. Sounds good. Yeah. Um, Edward, you have the floor. Any shout outs this week? Right down here. Well, I'm going to say this is uh, finally the great one will come back, and I got nothing to say. All I have to say is that really, on a serious note, tonight was a very serious episode for us. Uh, we really never uh, dived this deep. And, More to and, come, uh, though, like, Ed. More to come. Oh, we, got to, we got Dark Side of the Ring coming. We got absolutely, all, all kinds absolutely. of stuff. Absolutely. And I, I will say this. Um, the, the one shout-out is to the Phantom. Uh, that was a great picture of him and his wife and the boy uh, as the the uh, as the assistant captain of uh, his hockey team. Uh, they looked very happy, and that was very. I was very happy to see that. All right, Bradford, you have the wait, floor. wait, 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 wait. The Phantom shows his face on social media. Oh yeah, it's a secret. Don't it's a secret. No, Bradford, take it uh, away. I just want to <laughs> shout out. My one of my uh, old Air Force buddies, Eddie. Uh, he's a huge, 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 huge wrestling fan. Uh, if you have a chance, look him up on Instagram. Uh, he goes by the 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 name Cannabis Gains. Uh, when I say cannabis, you say Gains. Cannabis. Gains. Nobody. Okay, <laughs> that's his gimmick. The dude is hilarious. He's trying to build his brand around lifting and using, uh, you know, the Lord's. Uh, Spicy lettuce to uh, get those gains. So, devil's um, lettuce, baby. Yeah, I wouldn't talk shit to him. He also does uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu. He will beat your ass. Uh, he can. He's also pretty strong. He's a really funny guy. Really big into wrestling. So I want to shout out Cannabis Gains. Uh, look him up on Instagram. I think if we ever uh, brought in just a wild card guest, Andy, this guy would probably be. Uh, he might be a little too much to handle. Uh, Brad, we have, we have an opening in, in the later part of February. Let's get him in here. Yeah, I, I think his takes on, you know, Vince and WrestleMania and stuff would be hilarious. And most of the time, yeah. when he posts his stuff, he's wearing a luchador mask. So, ah. I mean, he's hilarious. Uh, Cannabis Gains, look him up on Insta. Uh, give him a, a like and a follow. He's trying to kind of build out some stuff. So, I'll give him a shout out today. So, from uh, a guy that's Brad's been talking about that that likes to tear up ass to Tom that likes to tear up ass. Go ahead, Tom. <laughs> well, I got a few, but first I want to say thanks to my sister Lori and my brother-in-law Tim, my niece Taylor for making this badass neon sign, 1973 bar sign. It'll be up in its permanent spot soon. I just have to uh get the uh, hardware for it. Second, I want to say happy birthday, 60th birthday to my brother-in-law Tim. His birthday was this past week. Third, I want to tell the guys in my fantasy baseball pool I've been doing for 33 years. I got my first book today. So be prepared, people. I'm coming, I'm, I'm coming for the uh, championship again this year. And nice. fourth, AC. I hate those books. <laughs> AC, you brought up the uh, movie Youngblood. This week in 1986, the movie was released. So it's it's an anniversary this week. Nice. That's If you've never seen it, it's a great movie. It's it's. Tea with Miss McGill, all kinds of one-liners in there, you know, all kinds of good stuff. Uh, Rob Lowe, Patrick Swayze, 
Uh, Keanu. Keanu Reeves is the goalie. Yeah, uh, it's there's there's so much good stuff. Chris, if you've never seen it, you got to watch it. Look at this. See the these young guys. They don't know nothing. They just they just not even on. We don't even have these guys on here for the ladies. I don't I don't know what the hell we got these guys. I on. just bought a damn Pizza Hut. You're giving me shit. I bought a Pizza Hut, dude. Where are you gonna find an Joe old Lions. Watch us. JoeLions.com. Yeah. Smile. Uh, so we're gonna wrap this up for this week, fellas. Okay. And then we'll, yeah, Ed's drunk already. So you know, why no, not? No, I know exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're shit faced. Later, everyone. <laughs> See you guys. <laughs>